Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Labelling the Disabling, where we call out uh, what disables people in society rather than their disability. Today, I'm joined by Craig Anderson um, and Ed Burt, who I'm usually co-hosting with. Um, And Craig Anderson is a DJ on radio, a scriptwriter and a filmmaker um, and someone who lives with disability. Welcome, Craig. Ah, Thank you. It's good to be here. Hi, Craig. Welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, good stuff. So... We talk about a lot of things on labelling the disabling. Uh, Usually what we want to do, though, is get to know our guest um, and get to know what uh, makes you tick. So Mm -hmm. the first thing I mentioned about you, Craig, was that you're a DJ. What does that mean and what do you do in that that role? That means... um <clears throat> Excuse me. That means 21 years of radio. I've wow. Done, I started in 1999. Okay. And I uh, worked at a, a local station in Liverpool where I, I used to live in Liverpool before I came out here. And um, for a time in 2000, uh, into 2001, I worked at Wild FM, which some people might remember Wild FM being a dance station that made all the CDs and everything. So I worked there for a year and a bit and then they got shut down, which that's a whole other story. <laughs> um, I went back to um, to 89.3 in Liverpool and I also started working in Campbelltown at the place where I'm going this afternoon. And then in about 2011, I, I was sort of realising that my passion for radio wasn't as big as it was before and... So I sort of thought, I was just like seeing a lot of kids and, you know, teenagers and that sort of thing. And I thought to myself, they would, like I've got a drive shift. I thought they would love to have something like this. And I'm not as interested as I was. So that's when I, that was about 2011 when I, when I stopped working there. And, um, uh, that was at Liverpool. That was a little, so yeah, and also I, I stopped working at the Campbelltown Place as well. Okay. I, I've only just come back last year. Hmm. Oh, okay, so you've come back to it. Now, yeah. you just mentioned something there for our listeners. What is a drive shift? Uh, usually about three to six. Okay, and is that the most popular time for people to listen to the radio? Would you uh, say? I, would say, I would say one of, definitely, okay. because it's when people are on the way home from work and that sort hmm. of thing and... Uh, flicking through the stations. Flicking through the stations and... Um, if they yeah. hear a good Pixies track, they might want to stay, stay on there. Nice. Debaser. Debaser, very nice. Okay. Yeah, I would... Yeah, it was kind of like I'd have people locked in a, you know, mm. <laughs> prisoners in their car, so to speak. <laughs> so if they have yeah. to listen, well, let's say turn it to another channel. Yeah. So I'm, when you started, it was 1999, you said. Yeah. But obviously by 2011, things had significantly changed Well, with by the 2000, advent of mobile phones. and. Well, so what, what had changed a lot is when I first started there in 99, it was uh, CDs and mini discs. Whereas by the time I left, we were digital. Okay. And um, um, we sort of were digital like commercial stations. And that was a, mu- um, I will be honest, it was a much easier way to do it. Okay. But I don't know. I, I was old school. I kind of just in, enjoyed 
sort of lugging my bag of CDs to the station. <laughs> and, you know, I always thought that was pretty cool. I guess but, it's whatever you know works. Yeah. Um, you know, we can all adapt to new systems, but uh, if you're comfortable with, with the bag of CDs or the bag of vinyl or whatever it yep. is, uh, then that's yeah. probably going to be, you know, where you go. Yeah. You, know, you know where the, the discs are and all yep. of that stuff. And I, I sort of like, I had them. My discs were kind of like messy in my uh, mm. bag, yeah. But it was my mess, and I yeah. understood my mess. You know, yeah, yeah. that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Do you think we maybe uh, don't recognise sometimes the uh, the loss or the ch- you know when we make these changes, we go, oh, that's a better system, uh, but we don't always. Yeah. Um, you know, give ourselves a chance to go, well, actually, I kind of liked my messy bag and the discs everywhere. And I the, did. I know. used to walk from – I lived on George Street in Liverpool. Uh-huh. Right. And uh, so I was just – if you get to give you a, a, a picture, I was just behind Westfields, the, the back entrance to Westfields. Mm-hmm. And um, I the, the radio station was – sorry. Yeah. The radio <laughs> station was right at the top of the street. Yeah. So I would basically I had like a luggage bag yeah. and I made these sort of wooden so that I could put CDs in basically. Yeah. And I, I built it around the bag. Wow. So I would pull out the the handle to the bag and it had wheels so I oh, nice. <laughs> I would you know just walk to the station that way and you're probably the envy of the other DJs with your kit. It's it's funny you say that because I I to keep up to date and mm. to keep up to date with commercial stations and that sort of thing, I just bought like a lot of singles mm. every week. Okay. I'd I'd get like, you know, uh what do you call it? Like a compilation. Mm. But Whoever had the number one single, I would make sure I went to. Um, uh, does anyone remember HMV? Absolutely. <laughs> get it, get yeah, it, yeah. Or Sanity, or yeah, Sanity as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, Brashes. Sorry. Brashes was the other one. Yeah. Yeah. Was it okay? Um, I'm old enough for that. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, um, now I, I in 2000 last year I decided that I wanted to go back, and um, mm. uh, I, I got back and I was really happy because I got two to four, which is cool. Mm, that's yeah. a good time. My my goal is probably to work at C ninety one point three eventually. Um, What's C91.3? That's a commercial station in Campbelltown. Okay. Yeah. So I I would love to go there eventually. But to be honest with you, I'm just having fun where I am. Mm. There's no mm. pressure. I'm just doing what I love to do. And what, what would you say, uh, Craig, you know, a lot of people with disability are not, you know, you, you, you're doing all sorts of incredibly interesting stuff. Uh, what would you be your recommendation or, or, or tips for other people with disabilities uh, who might want to get involved in radio or just other other aspects? That they, I, you know, I would say go for it. Mm. I, I would just there – there is a way for everyone to get into everything as far as mm. radio is concerned. You know, even if you don't want to do a radio show, you can do a radio show, but even – if you want to sort of answer the phones or mm. if you want to um, do promotions, there's so much to do. You know, mm. there's always so much to do. 
the radio stations are very supportive. There's a little bit of politics sometimes. <laughs> that, um, but for the most time, it is it is nice and everyone sort of gets along and everything like that. Yeah. So I would I would get and I think it's based on on your likes. Yeah. So for example, if there was a disabled person that had a passion for something, I don't know, video games, movies, whatever, they could maybe do a podcast or a, a radio show that revolved around that. Mm. And um, it, it, what I love about the world today is you don't have to have a million dollars to become a star. Yeah. Uh, I think mm. not a huge fan. <laughs> my, my nieces are. Um, but uh, Justin Bieber sort of taught us all that, that mm. you can be yeah, uh, nobody example. and then Usher comes and pays you. And, mm. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, it, I think it is that, possible. It is that passion though, isn't it, as you say? That, well, that, well, yeah. I mean, you know. I, I sort of got into radio because uh, I used to be a journalist uh-huh. and – Vic Melly, who was the guy who did the Morning Express, which was like a current affairs show, mm. he mum saw it in the local paper that he was looking for writers to come in and do research and all mm. that kind of stuff. So I did that, and um, I I started working for him, and that was fun and all that kind of stuff. And then um, eventually, I'd be sitting there at the console with him, and he'd be like, "So, what do you think, Craig?" And I'd be like, what now? Oh, <laughs> he, he wants my opinion. Yeah. Uh, on air. Yeah, yeah. on air. Wow, well, uh, okay. Uh, I guess. Um, I don't know. <laughs> but, <laughs> but eventually the, the cool thing that came out of that is a few months later I ended up hosting the show wow. uh, two days a week. And yeah, wow. I sort of la- – I got to laugh at myself now. Like, And I don't, I don't mean it in a bad way, <laughs> but I remember when I would go, I'd be on the Morning Express, I'd host it two times two times a week and I'd get all, you know, up with my tie and I'd be all serious and I'd wear a tie and, uh, man, it, yeah. it, it just makes me laugh at that that side of myself because I was young and not stupid but just young and, yeah. yeah just, well, I think you were passionate. It sounds yeah. like you were passionate. You wanted to make a go of it. You took it seriously. Yeah. So it wasn't a joke to you. It yeah. was it you were was prepared a to do anything, yeah. even wear a tie. Yeah, yeah. on yeah. radio. <laughs> even wear a tie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, my last year of high school, uh, I wore a tie. Uh, well, that was the – for a time, like year 11 was my last year of high school. I, I planned to do the HSC, but I um, – I got an offer to go to a, a magazine similar to Drum Media, and um, so I, I left. But uh, that year had been I'd I'd gone to a school that was a private school for the first time, so I had a, a, a tie and a blazer and everything. But the rest of the time for that year, um, another interesting thing was that half of that year, or maybe not half, but a lot of that year was spent in uh, California. I went to school oh. as an exchange student. Awesome. So wow, that okay. was really cool as well. Mm. Um, to the USA. Mm. Mm. Yeah, so I was in a place called Hemet in California, which is kind of in the valley. Mm. And uh, it's the, the thing that blew me away is I'd never seen – green like that before <laughs> the kind of green they had in their trees and their grass was 
We're more of a dry country here, so mm. things aren't as green, really. The other thing that I'd never really seen before were, like, proper mountains, mm. like really big mountain ranges and yeah. that sort of thing that kind of blew me away. It's the just, Rockies. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah mm. exactly, and I, I just thought that was really cool. Mm. Plus, I went there with a friend from school, and we, we had fun and mm. went to Hollywood Boulevard, and uh, I remember – I still remember this – I don't know, I guess he was homeless, asked me, and it was, I still remember, he asked me, could he um, borrow, well, not borrow, <laughs> but could he have 99 cents for a Whopper from Burger King? Mm. Uh, in 1994, 99 cents was what you paid for a Whopper at Burger King, which to us is Hungry Jacks. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Just little things I remember. Yeah, I'm sure you made his day. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I bet if you gave him the yeah. dollar dollar mm. note, dollar bill, dollar yeah. bill, yeah. Yeah. You didn't expect change. No. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah. A penny and, they would yeah. call that, I think. Yeah. And and um so now you you're living in supported shared living, Craig, uh in uh, which is you've got your own space. Yeah. Is that um but to, so you do need you you do sort of have regular support. Um can you tell us a bit about that? What that's like in terms of um, you know ha, ha, where where you might need support in your day and how um, that how, uh, yeah I'm sort of just getting back to doing things and back to um, like everyday living living yeah. sort of thing right. and um, um, yeah it's uh, it's about living it's about doing my shopping and everything like that and uh, obviously today uh, coming here to meet you guys and then go to the show later on today mm-hmm. um my my uh goal is just to become more self-reliant sort of thing mm-hmm. uh i kind of i give you guys like the the really short version mm-hmm. but i i sort of in 2011 i kind of i kind of went down a, a a pretty bad hole and I've only started started to get myself back lately oh. because I I had friends that worked at Game, which is a, used to be a video game store in Westfields. It was oh, it's kind of like the competition with EB Games. Mm-hmm. So I had two friends that worked there, and one of them was like, "So, um, do you uh, do you have a game on PC?" I was like, "Ah, oh, well, I I you know I have some people that I know that do, but I." I mainly play on Xbox and PlayStation 3. They were like, you should grab a PC and uh, come and uh, hang with us and we'll play games and stuff. I was like, cool, all right. So I got my PC and that's kind of what has ruled my life for the right. last nine years. Right. Um, what do you mean by that ruled <coughs> your life? Are you well? I always thought I always thought things to myself like, you know, I, I I sort of like worried about kids, where sometimes kids would get a little bit sort of obsessed with Facebook and that sort of thing. Well, I was like that had never happened to me except it did, but it happened on a video game website that was like you would have a profile kind of like a Facebook profile with your games you owned and all kinds of things like that. And I I just got into the zeitgeist of that and I knew there was something wrong when I'd played World of Warcraft for 13 hours straight. Uh-huh. Six, 
cigarette breaks and toilet breaks, notwithstanding. But <laughs> you know, I <laughs> I sort wow. of did that and. But you came to that realization yourself. Yeah, yeah. I <clears throat> I'm trying my best to to get back to who I was. I miss who I was. Yeah. Mm. I I miss the passionate person that would watch dendy films and, mm. and write until the early hours of the morning. I, I really miss that person. Mm. What I sort of things? It's okay to talk about. I know. It's of, a bit course, that's, of course, absolutely. Of course, it is. That's a it's really helpful for people to think about uh, for their own I, experiences. From yeah. that, I would. Just say the best advice I could give anyone is make it happen now. I, I make it happen now. Don't mm. put off. Don't you know? If you're passionate about something mm. and you're you're kind of moving on your passion, go. Just do it mm. because if I could go back, I would. Which obviously there's no DeLorean from Back to the Future, but <laughs> you know, I I, I would, but yeah. I can't. So I I'm just working to make myself better now. Mm. I think we we hear that a lot, don't we, Carol? That mm. people are, um, you know, the past can inform you and what you're going to do next. But yeah. you know, as you say, Craig, you you can't go back. Uh, we've all done made mistakes and done things that didn't work out and. And we wish that we wish we could, but yeah. um, I think it's I think you're absolutely right to use your passion to inform what the next step is, mm. and not to wait. I think you know that um, seize the day. Those yeah. sort of those sort of um, sayings come to mind. Very very yeah. sound advice, I think. Mm. Yeah. Um, and and I'm glad that you have talked about it because there would be so many people. Uh, who listen to this podcast, mm. um, who would be thinking, what can I do? How can I change things? How can I become the person I've always wanted to be? Yeah. And by mm. you saying, don't wait, do it now, um, is really, really sound advice. Mm. I would I would also say about people doing radio is if you're someone out there who has a disability and is a little bit shy – Radio helps to yeah. not to be shy anymore. Like mm. I was very quiet, but I'm kind of a different person on radio because I, I, I just I know how it works. I know how to do a show. I know what I can can't do, and mm. I sort of revolve it around that. And it's it's a good like I come off like I'll come off today at four o'clock when I finish, and Justin will drop me back to my place and. I just feel so good. I have like a natural high. I just feel yeah. great. And we've had a lot of requests and a lot mm. of people from Disability Trust mm. text Justin and we, yeah. we play their songs and everything, which is That's really great. great. Awesome. And so, yeah. yeah. Do you think, um, you know, that experience of, of taking on a challenge and, uh, you know, even if it is something that you're afraid of, uh, you use the example, you know, you're quite a – an introverted person in many respects, and yet you're on the radio. Funnily in, enough, you know, I'm very introverted, uh-huh. but sometimes I'm also very extroverted. Yeah, sort of time depends when you catch me. Sometimes I'm more extroverted, yeah, but introverted in the respect that people will be like, "Hey." Let's go clubbing, and I'll be like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna stay at home. <laughs> I'm just gonna watch some yeah. Netflix and just chill." Yeah. You know, I and it's not even so much a thing of age. Mm-hmm. Even when I was a kid, or well, not a kid, but early twenties, mm-hmm. I I didn't really like going to clubs because I always I didn't mind like house parties, 
but clubs always i never got clubs because um i would kind of be like if we go to a club it's going to be like you're going to say something to me and i'm going to be like what yeah <laughs> because what? yeah exactly Can't people yeah because yeah. it's the music is just yeah and yeah. I, I've never really been a drinker in my life, yeah. which is actually a good thing mm. because I have epilepsy. So uh-huh. I can't be, I can't drink. So Not a good it idea. actually worked yeah. out well. Yeah. yeah Whereas you is- have a, a passion for bands. So I guess that's different. It's loud. You can't chat, but there's a focus. Yeah. There's a, you know, you're there to watch the, the artists perform. Definitely. Yeah, people who chat at concerts yeah. really annoy oh, me. What? I, I <laughs> yeah. 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 So, you, yeah, so it's a different experience, mm. isn't it? We're it not is. there to talk. Mm. Yeah. I, I've seen a few bands over the last few years. I finally saw Foo Fighters, which I was so oh, glad wow, to okay. see. Um, I'm an old school Nirvana fan. Yeah, did you see those guys? <clears throat> the what, sorry? Did you see Nirvana? Uh, what do you mean? Did I see them when they were in Australia? When they oh right, yeah. no, no. Yeah. I know they were here for the big day out in 1991, yeah. and yeah. that was the first big day out, if I remember correctly. I didn't. I I heard them being interviewed on Triple J, mm-hmm. and I didn't hear all of it. But they there was rumors that they were they were pretty drugged out when they did that interview. Mm-hmm. On Triple J, I don't know, mm. but I I know they went to the first big day out. But mm, no, I, I was um, I wait, I would have been thirteen. Oh, I see. Then. Mm. So yeah. I mm. I listened to the music, but I couldn't really go mm. to all the sort of things. I was mm. too young. But mm. um, but yeah, I'm a I'm a massive uh, Nirvana fan. I huge Smashing Pumpkins fan. Yeah. Pixies. Um, You've got great taste, Craig. Yeah. And, no, no, and you're also – I understand you're also a script – you've written scripts for Star Trek. And, I wrote uh, two episodes for Star Trek and uh, I wrote uh, a script called Hero Kim, which is about – which is a, a script about um, – I don't know how much you know about Star Trek, but it's basically a, the uh, Ensign Kim. It's his birthday today. Today? <clears throat> Sorry? His birthday's today, you said. No, 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 I mean in the, the script. Show. Oh, in the script. Like in the okay, script. okay, sorry, yeah, yeah. And um, I um, – it was basically they're putting a surprise party, but he doesn't know that. Okay. And um, see, they're like 70,000 light years from home, um, and they have – I can't remember what I called the alien race, but wow. an alien race said that they could – speed up our journey home sort of thing but what they actually sounds sounds like a winner yeah (laughs) Yeah, what they they do is they um uh they come aboard Mm. and they actually take the voyager crew hostage Mm -hmm. but see the thing is harry is in the holodeck so he doesn't realize all this and he kind of becomes a bit of a Bruce Willis out of Die Hard sort of thing where he, you know, he sort of helps everyone, you know, and free everyone sort of thing. And then then the other script I wrote was called Altered Q, which is about a character called Q that I don't know if it's – he's kind of like an – he's an omnipotent being, so he's basically a god, but he's kind of 
does bad things, but okay. he thinks he thinks he's hilarious, okay. and and he sounds he, amazing. Yeah, sure he, does. I love these yeah. ideas. Yeah, so I wrote those oh. in '97, and I, I, uh, I, so you wrote the scripts. I wrote the scripts. They, uh, to, to be clear, though, they didn't sell. They didn't actually oh, sell. Okay, but, but I, I think- do. I have a uh, um, letter. Mm. On my um, wall with yeah. the Paramount logo. Oh wow! And it's basically thank you very much for your Star Trek submissions. At this stage, we we don't want to take it any further. But you yeah. know, but what a contribution, Craig! I mean, like who knows who read it? Who knows how it informed some other yes. script that was under development? And you know, somebody might have even stolen your idea, which is you know the, the highest <laughs> form of flattery. <laughs> yeah. You know, this Q character sounds amazing. Yeah. I mean. Um, you know, All of I it just, does because developing so a script. Yeah, it's, it's. I I really got into Star Trek in 1995. I mm. I used to work for a magazine and uh, I went to the um, 1995. Uh, wasn't really just Star Trek; it was science fiction um, mm. convention, and um, I'd never really liked Star Trek. I was a Star Wars person. But I went there and I saw that Star Trek was very much a family sort of thing where people, mm. and it didn't really matter anyone's race, age, yeah. uh, gender, <clears throat> uh, sex, anything yeah. like that. People just bonded on that. And I was just like, wow, this is so cool. Very inclusive show. It, yeah, it is. It is. Mm. And I, I just couldn't get over how good it was. And I, I felt... Did, I'm trying to remember, did disability feature strongly in Star Trek or not? Um, I, I remember there was um, the cage, which had uh, Captain Pike from the original, tra- uh, original uh, what do they call them when it's the first show? Um, oh, the pilot. The pilot, yeah. And that he had been put in a wheelchair, basically, but he couldn't talk. Mm-hmm. So one... One press of the button was yes, two was no. And okay. that's how he communicated. So there we go. We had yeah. a, but he wasn't yeah. a disabled actor doing it. No, no. 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 But the, no. the thing I will say, a disabled actor that did go on Star Trek and he was a hologram because, well, he's from the past, Data, who is one of the androids on the, um, the Enterprise, used to love playing poker with great minds of science mm. and everything like that mm. so some of them obviously you know because they've been dead a few hundred years would have to be played by an actor but stephen hawking was a star oh, trek fan okay. himself oh, yeah. so he went on there and played himself oh wow so, okay mm. well to be perfectly honest i've never watched one episode of star yeah. trek um yeah. <laughs> but i'm fascinated well, you by your scripts because i do read a lot and for somebody to develop something like that is a lot of work. Yeah, um, it's 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 you've definitely got to have follow through. Yeah, yeah. I well, <clears throat> my I think my problem is sometimes is that I I come up with an idea and I'm in love with it, and then I really I sometimes exhaust what I've done, and then I kind of lose interest and sort mm-hmm. of. I think you need a team, Craig. <clears throat> I think he does. I think yeah. we need a team, team Anderson. Uh, and, I, I don't think that's a problem. Bring, I think but that's you know, an I don't artist. Think, I don't think that's unusual for creative yeah. people. That, yeah. that you know, you do. You got that burst of energy, and then you get it so far, and then you need 
you need support. That's why bands work well together or, or you know. With producers yeah. or well, yeah, I, directors. Yeah. Back in 2009, I sold a script. Well, I didn't sell it, but I got interest from a Hollywood studio on one of my scripts back wow. in, would have been 2010 or 2009. They were called the, uh, the Film Finance Fund. Oh, yeah. And uh, they came here and there was 13 of us and 13 of us had to pitch our script. Mm. And three of us got chosen, and I was one of the three. And um, that's incredible. Yeah, yeah. I, I was stoked because absolutely, it was it was very surreal. But I was really happy. And basically, my film was I did many courses, and uh, a script a consultant who you know talked to the best of them, like Spielberg, all that kind of stuff. His name is Michael Haig, and he did a um, uh, a convention out here that I went to, and best five hundred dollars I've ever spent. And it was just so it, it. I learned about how to write a romantic comedy, and I also learned how to do drama. And I wow. wanted to put that in my one of my favorite movies of all time. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but one of my favorite movies for performance structure comedy drama is uh sideways i don't sideways i think i I have seen Mm. it on the i think but i I don't think Mm. i've ever watched it Mm. it's uh i don't know if you know paul giamatti if you've heard of him before no i do know him yeah the actor Uh, yeah Mm. uh, sandra Mm. oh from uh Mm. Grey's anatomy Mm. um and then there's also uh i forget her name but she was she was from june i just can't remember and also Thomas Hayden Church, who used to be in Ned and Stacy, which is a sitcom from like 500 years ago. <laughs> Basically what it's about, it's um, Thomas Hayden Church's character is getting married, but he wants to take... Uh, uh, he wants to take... Um, sorry, I've just gone blank. Um, That's okay. Yeah, uh, he wanted to say uh, Paul Giamatti to wine country because he knows he likes to taste wine and all that kind of stuff. And it's basically just about their adventures and how what I loved about it and what I wanted to write is something where it could be like fall over funny, like you could just mm. like lose it and just laugh so much because yeah. it's so funny. But it was also touching as well, and it also had that serious side to it that could sort of move you as well. Oh. Well, that's real Sounds comedy, amazing. isn't it? Mm. Are you, and uh, so you're in a bit of the romance. Uh, is there a, 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 a significant other in uh, Craig's uh, life? I, I'm, not, I'm not going to mention any names. Okay. <laughs> yeah. there's, there's been a girl that I've been in love with since 1999. I okay. I actually right. met her at the radio station. Okay. Uh well, that's 11 years. That's quite a long time. 99. <coughs> yeah. 99. Oh, 99. 21 yeah. years. 21. Oh, my yeah. word. My maths I, is I out. stopped seeing her about uh, three years ago, maybe. And um, it was, uh, unfortunately, uh, I couldn't be with her. A bit of a clash of culture and religion, which I won't go into. But mm. that was a shame because I was crazy about her. But, you know. It's oh, one of those things. Sorry there's your, that, there's your script. But, you know. Sorry? There's your script. It's a good script, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely yeah. it yeah. is. <laughs> I'm so, sure there's a lot of comedy in there as well as a lot of sadness. Yep. Uh, um, um, and there's that whole cultural 
side of things as well. So, yeah, Yeah. that sounds like a script right there. But because it's a podcast, we can't talk all day and um, it would be wonderful to speak to you all day. I'd like to know all about your music tastes, all about your film, get a lot of um, good suggestions from you on what to listen to and what to watch. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm. It's been fascinating talking to you. Um, And what we've really learned is that if you have a passion for something and you um, are interested in doing something, go for it and go for it today. Thank you so much, Craig. You're welcome. Do you mind if I just say one last thing? Sure, of course. Um, I would say a lot of times when I was in my 20s, I was comfortable because I was young. Like I was Mm. young, young sort of. So I didn't put as much emphasis on finishing things because it's like, I'm 25, you know. I got time. I got the now, rest of my life. Yeah, I've got the rest of my life ahead of me. <laughs> now I'm 42, and I told you guys I wasted the last nine years. So I'm, I'm kind of do it. Just hmm. if you're 18, I don't know, <laughs> but yeah. just just do it. Make make it happen because it will you'll benefit from it in the future. Yeah, yeah. Oh, fantastic. Oh, thank you, Craig. Thanks. Great last words.